This Thursday, February 8th, NBA Betting Picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and make sure you use our promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58 Super Bowl props for a chance to win $1,000. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, NBA trade deadline day, currently 11.07 on the East Coast, here to get into our NBA betting picks for the Thursday night action in the association. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, WNBA, MLB, NFL, and of course here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, it's Scott Sudrashel. Scott, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Woke up to a couple of trades, and most of them were uneventful or underwhelming, or you look at it and go, eh, okay, and then you just keep scrolling on Twitter. That, that's basically the takeaway uh, so far. I don't know if any trades jumped out to you. I saw that Buddy Heald was finally traded, which means that Miles oh. Turner is the only one who's still left, uh, who's been rumored for about five years on Indiana. But Buddy Heald's going to the Sixers in exchange for Corkmus, who is also rumored to be traded for about five years, and three second-round picks, and Marcus Morris. So I don't know what Indiana's actually doing. And I'm not going to fully read into it now because there's a long way to go with the show. A lot of games. But Indiana's was supposed to trade Buddy Heald, I don't know, two, three years ago when the team wasn't very good. Now the team's decent, and mm. you've been holding on to this guy for so long that you settled for Corkmus, Morris, and three second-round picks? Really? That's that's all you got for two or three years of waiting? That's that's something, I guess. I, I don't know what Indiana's doing. Are you trying to be good, or are you trying to be bad? Because they're kind of in the middle. Trade away Bruce Brown for Siakam. Then you're going to ship off Buddy Heald. I don't really know what Indiana's doing, but whatever. They'll figure it out as they go, I guess. Yeah, that one, uh, I didn't even notice that one until you just mentioned it there for Buddy Heald. But yeah, pretty underwhelming there on the, at least the return for the Indiana Pacers. But um, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, right? I mean, we saw some of the minor trades starting to go down yesterday afternoon. I know after you and Terrell got done recording um jazz made some type of move they also made another trade i think this morning surrounding kelly olenic and ochi abachi um headed over to the raptors and the jazz get another first round pick uh, and i guess some expiring deals along the way for the utah jazz but I, I think it's a pretty good i mean i think it's a great pickup for philadelphia it gives them another scoring um you know, a guy that could score and shoot the basketball next to a guy like Tyrese Maxey. And if they're able to just keep the ship steady until Joel Embiid does return, I, mean, I think that's a, it's a pretty solid pickup to have another shooter around a guy like Joel Embiid. But I know we'll, we'll touch on what we saw last night in the association. So 
But we'll, we'll, I'll caveat this, Scott, that both you and I will probably be a little bit distracted here um, during this podcast, at least, because, you know, if trades start to come down and something major happens, we'll be looking at our phones. But um, let's uh, let's start with yesterday. Anything that kind of stuck out to you um, as far as um, or how did you guys picks do yesterday? I know you guys smashed a couple unders yesterday. Yeah, it's the same store that I had last week. I've won the locks and I lose the dogs. Uh, but I did end up sweeping <laughs> one of the days yes last week. But I had the under in the heat game. That was never in doubt. Second quarter had like 41 points, which definitely set the game back on pace. The Spurs are really, really bad at basketball. And they're going to play again tonight against the Miami team or a Florida team, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but I had the under in that game. That worked out. I'm really annoyed that my hot take underdog pick didn't get there because I had the Hornets money line. With Brandon Miller, 20-plus points at roughly 295, they mm-hmm. led for maybe 80% of the game, Yeah, and they blew it. So yeah. I, I gave it a hell of a run for the sweep. I tried to go out of nowhere at a left field, taking the Hornets. Should have gotten there. Didn't get there. So that kind of hurts. I know Terrell and I also did like the Pistons to uh, cover the spread. We mm-hmm. kind of mentioned a little bit with the money line. Terrell did more than I did, but... yeah. I did not want to lay 13 or 14 with Sacramento. That was right. just not going to happen. And they ended mm-hmm. up getting buried on their home floor. Yeah, Sacramento probably needs to make one move or five. Who's counting? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, don't really have much more to add. Philly still looks like a lost cause without Embiid, but that's not their fault. It is what it yeah. is. Uh, the Pelicans had a nice win against the Clippers. So shout out to the Pelicans there. Still a psycho team. Still can't figure them out, but nice win for them. And Boston beat it at Atlanta. Uh, Trey was horrible last night, but DeJounte didn't play. That was kind of the story of the game, which was the injury report right before the game of uh, DeJounte sitting, potentially to be traded. So we'll see what happens with them. But nothing really jumped off the page. I didn't see many close games. In fact, the closest uh, ending score was the Hornets game, and that was six. So no point, no games yeah. were within five points last night. So nothing really dramatic, but... I, I just mentioned a couple of the takeaways, but that was basically it. Kind of an underwhelming day. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, obviously, the biggest upset last night, like you guys mentioned, or like you just mentioned, Pistons, uh, as a, what, 13 and a half, 14 point underdog, getting the outright victory against the Kings. Uh, Clippers were in a tricky spot last night, coming off of that, well, I think it's like a six or seven gate road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had the Pelicans, who, another team that is pretty much healthy. Um, Going into LA and getting that victory there, Warriors. The Warriors um, actually, the Sixers were in trouble yesterday at halftime. And I'll say this because the Warriors were up by three points. So, if Scott, if I told you Steph Curry had zero points at the half in that Sixers game, what would you think the score would have been? I probably would assume Philly was up by five to ten. Yeah, so the the Warriors were up by three at the half, 48-45, and Steph Curry didn't record a basket until the third quarter, and I absolutely smashed the second half for the uh, Golden State Warriors. I had the full game as well, um, you know, for the reasons that we did mention, obviously, life without Joel Embiid and the sure adjusting to that, but um, a good victory, a much-needed victory, we should say, for the Golden State Warriors if they want to turn anything around uh, going forward. I know they have a couple more road games here, but, um, I mean, you mentioned it was pretty much a underwhelming night uh, last night, especially to kick off also the NBA trade deadline. So if anything does transpire here, Scott, as we're recording this live, uh, we'll, we'll try to get into it. But like you mentioned, we do have a lot of games to get into here tonight. But anything else we want to mention before we uh, get into the games here for today? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what Toronto's doing when it comes to trade deadline stuff. I don't 
understand the thought process behind half of their moves. I don't know what direction they're headed in. They don't know what direction uh, they're headed in. Now, the Bulls are probably keeping everybody, which is stupid Mm -hmm. in its own right. But at least they have a direction. At least they decided, you know what? Playing, not bad. We'll see what happens. I disagree, but that's a separate story. Toronto trades away Siakam. They let Van Vliet walk for free. They trade a couple draft picks for Jakob Pertl about a year or two ago. And after trading away Siakam, your team sucks. Like, you got quickly and Barrett. Your team's not very good. And now you're acquiring Kelly Olynyk, and you're trading away a draft. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, I, if you're going to trade away Siakam, and you're going to basically admit that the old guard isn't worth keeping around, you're going to build around Scotty Barnes, why are you giving away draft picks? Like I, I don't, I don't know what Toronto's doing. I, I don't understand the, I don't see the vision. I just don't get it. Can you yeah, correct I, me on that? I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to rebuild, why are you trading away draft capital? Um, I know this. I know it's a weak draft class, but still, yeah, the team's that's not close to mention. competing for anything. You're gonna flip yeah. a Linux? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna mention. Like this draft coming up is not the most talented draft compared to obviously last year, and even if we go back to the prior as well. Um, you know, for this upcoming draft, at least it, it's not the most exciting, but I mean, there's going to be teams that make the dumb moves. There's plenty of those and that's what kind of makes it what the makes the NBA go around. Uh, but I think that yeah, the Raptors, like you mentioned, like their, um, their future is going to be building around Scotty Barnes, Barnes and, and what quickly, I guess, and I, think, I don't Barrett, think quickly is going to work there, but that's what they're going to try to do. But yeah, it kind of just goes back to once again, not having a clear vision. It's like they have one door to tanking and then one yeah. door to being competitive. And you got to pick a lane. You got to yep. figure out what you want to do, because if you were going to actually go for it in general, you probably shouldn't have let Van Vliet walk for nothing during the offseason. I still can't believe they let Van Vliet walk for nothing. So yeah. I know that uh, Masai gets a lot of credit for what he's done bringing championship to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what his moves have been the last couple of years. I think he's actually been quite underwhelming as a front since- office yeah, really since I just have not been a fan yeah. of the moves, but they're good at developing prospects. They're good at, you know, drafting, but I don't understand the trades half the time. Commit to yeah. tanking or commit to being good. You can't pick both. Yeah, I think the only other move that I would give him a huge check mark on would be Scotty Barnes getting him at um, number four overall. Uh, but since, yeah, since they've won that title, it's, it's been pretty underwhelming uh, for the Toronto Raptors. All right, Scott. Um, Let's turn the page here uh, before we actually get into the games here for the Thursday night card in the association. Uh, let me tell everyone about a super deal happening right now. That's over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking for a super offer for the Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks at the 200 instantly in bonus bets. Currently, right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are still catching two points uh, against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Currently over on DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly. In bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text, or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888 888- 
789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy gives you the opportunity to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, whether it's in the NFL the NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. Stay tuned at the end of the episode. Scott and I will put together our Arnold Fantasy entry for the Thursday night schedule so you can watch along. Maybe make your own picks and maybe make a little cash over on Arnold's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy. But make sure you use that promo code NBASGPN for that first deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, promo code NBASGPN. All right, Scott, let's get into the schedule here for tonight in the NBA. Let's start it off here with the first game on the schedule. The Golden State Warriors, we just talked about, they are headed to Indiana to take on the Pacers. Pacers currently sitting as a six-point favorite in this game with a total of 249. Uh, and looking at the injury report for both of these teams, the Warriors did play yesterday in Philadelphia, like we talked about, uh, got the victory there. But the starters really didn't play a lot of minutes. I know both Draymond Green and uh, Steph Curry didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Draymond only played 18 minutes last night. And I believe Steph Curry only played 25 minutes. Um, the player that played the most minutes last night for the Warriors was Jonathan Kaminga at 29. Uh, Andrew Wiggins only played 23 as well. So uh, not heavy minutes logged in that game for the Golden State Warriors as they head to Indiana. For the Pacers, uh, questionable tags for Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Benedict Matherin, uh, Jalen Smith. And those are your main people on the or main players, let's say, on the injury report here for the Pacers. Scott, let's start with the side here. Minus six in favor of the Indiana Pacers hosting the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I'll take the Warriors plus the six. I don't understand this line at all. Uh, Golden State uh, looked good yesterday. As you said before, the starters didn't have to play much because they buried Philly in the second half. Indiana's been messing with Halliburton's minutes recently, which is code word for he's still injured, but we got to make sure he ends up qualifying for a Supermax. So we got to play him a lot of uh, every game anyway. So he makes all NBA honors. So I don't know how many minutes Halliburton's going to play or not. We'll see. Treaded away healed, though. So they're going to be down a shooter, uh, but we'll see if they make any more moves over the next couple hours. But I am going to go with the Warriors in the spot. I just think six points is kind of crazy, especially with Halliburton either not playing or playing a limited number of minutes. I'm going to take the Warriors. They've been in good form recently, and I do think that based on that, I kind of think they have a shot to win this game. I think six is, is a bit crazy here. Give me Golden State. Yeah, I'm with you on Golden State here as well. Six seems like just too many points here. Uh, Warriors on back-to-back situations this season. Three and two straight up, three and two against the spread. They are four and one towards the over here as well. A couple more trades coming down here, Scott. Uh, quickly mentioned this. The Dallas Mavericks are acquiring Daniel Gafford from the Wizards, uh, and they are sitting back uh, Rashad Holmes and draft compensation to the Wizards and a trade surrounding your team. Uh, sorry, not your team. Uh, the New York Knicks, they are, allow, are acquiring Alec Burks from the Pistons. Um, they are sending back Quentin Grimes and two second round picks uh, to the Detroit Pistons. So Alec Burks headed to the Big Apple and Quentin Again? Grimes and two, yeah, he's back. Um, okay. And two second round picks. So maybe he's going to write a letter writing. He's back. Uh, 
asterisk in uh, Madison Square Garden, which kind of tells me that maybe that injury to Jalen Brunson may be a, a little more serious than we're thinking, or they maybe just need some depth. Uh, at that guard position, but no, I, I just think that they watched the game against the Lakers on tape again. And they realized they didn't have enough shooters, so they decided to get Burks, who can give them some scoring off the bench. Yeah. But you're kind of looking at Grimes. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but Grimes is a worse version of the same three and D guys that they have across the roster. So yeah. I don't really know what minutes Grimes going to play. You can make an argument he's kind of like the same build or the same type of player as like a DiVincenzo or a Josh Hart, but significantly worse, and it's not even close. Yeah. So I guess they just realized that there's no minutes going around. There's no point having three of the same type of guy. So now they got a microwave score. Yeah. Um, all right, back to this game here. Uh, so we both like the Warriors here plus the six. Also putting something a little bit on the money line there as well. Total 249 here, Scott. Any thoughts on the total? I'm going to lean to the under. This total is way too high for me. Golden State defensively has been good lately. Uh, but they're on a back-to-back, so fatigue might be an issue. But Indiana, I don't know who's playing for this team because they traded away Heald. Um, Matherin's questionable. Halliburton's questionable. And they might trade away more pieces. So I like the under. I don't know why this is 249. Yeah, I- I'm leaning towards the over in this game, but I think the more that I look at it, maybe a Warriors team total over uh, in this game. Warriors, have they been figured, they've been able to figure it out offensively. We saw it, I know, last night against the Sixers. So Sixers have been one of the more worst defensive teams, but Warriors, uh, they're starting to trend up offensively. It, feel, it seems like that Steve Kerr has figured out these rotations um, for the Golden State Warriors. I think Steph Curry has a big game here tonight. We'll talk about player props here in a minute, um, but I, I, I'm leaning towards the over in this game, and I do like uh, the Warriors team total over in this game here as well. Uh, Warriors on back-to-back situations overall this season. Seven and two towards the over uh, in those games. And I want to see what the Pacers have done in non-conference games here. But let, why don't you take us over to player props where I look that up? Yeah, uh, so for player props, I do think with Heald being out, you're probably going to see more minutes for Nemhard if I had to guess, or Neesmith. I don't mind Neesmith threes. He's actually been good recently, and he's probably going to get a bigger uh, amount of workload. Since we know Heald, whether he makes or misses his shots, it's going to take a lot of them. So I do think that Neesmith... And uh, Nemhard might get a few more shot attempts because of it. Uh, so there might be a trickle down there. I do think Draymond is a good matchup in this one. Um, the Pacers give up a lot of points in the paint, and Draymond can kind of sneak his way to the rim. But he was kind of quiet yesterday because of the yeah. blowout. I think he's in line for what could be a double-double, maybe a triple-double watch. We'll see what happens. But I think Draymond PA is worth a look in this game. Kaminga's been really good. I'll go back to him. And I think that's basically it. Yeah, I was on uh, Draymond's rebounds and assists uh, yesterday over 13 and a half. It, that one just didn't get to the window. He only, Like you mentioned, he only played 18 minutes uh, in a blowout. He did finish with six rebounds and three assists. But last night, it was really Andrew Wiggins who was doing the rebounding for the Golden State Warriors. He had a double-double last night. He finished up with 10 rebounds in that game. But again, yeah, like you mentioned, I think that this is just a really good matchup for the Warriors here, both I think on the perimeter and on the uh, interior as well, because they have guys that can rebound the basketball, right? John, you mentioned Jonathan Kaminga, Wiggins. We know he can rebound. Um, Draymond Green, another guy that can rebound the basketball. You have Kevon Looney in there as well. So I think it's a good spot here for the Golden State Warriors and any player props that you're looking at. I do like Steph Curry in this game here as well. Um, I think it might be an opportunity that where he does get into the realm of 30 to 35 points here tonight after a subpar night, a night last night, especially in that first half. Um, only he was 0 of 5, I believe, in the first half. 
Uh, finished the game with nine points, only two of seven, one of four from three-point land, uh, nine points last night. But again, really didn't need Steph Curry when other guys did step up last night from the Andrew Wiggins of the world, coming others of the world. Clay Thompson even had 18 points last night for the um, for the Warriors. So I think this will probably be the Steph Curry game here tonight. Uh, anything else for this game here, Scott? No, not really. Uh, once again, Golden State in the under. All right. Next game on the board here, Scott. Let's go over to the uh, Florida team that we had mentioned earlier. The San Antonio Spurs, they are headed to play Orlando. Um, right now, as it stands, the Orlando Magic are a 10.5-point home favorite here with a total of 225. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, San Antonio just does not have one submitted yet because they do get that extra time because they are on a back-to-back. Uh, Orlando, pretty clean injury report. Everybody that's on there are guys that are on a G League two-way deals here. So healthy squad here for the Orlando Magic. Um, Scott, start with side here, minus 10.5 in favor of the Magic hosting the San Antonio Spurs. So I'm going to lean to the Magic in this one. Don't feel great about it. The last meeting was close, but kind of. I mean, they were up by 20-something in the third quarter, and they kind of fell apart there in the fourth. But I do think that the under is my favorite play in this game. I liked the under uh, with the Spurs game yesterday against the Heat. I just thought the Spurs offensively have been a mess recently. Defensively, they've been okay. Uh, But it's kind of the same story in this game. The Magic play with basically no pace. They're a good defensive team. 225? The total feels massive. Like the first game barely cracked 200. And uh, now it was about a week ago. I'll take the under. I don't know why this is in the mid 220s. I think a majority of the scoring is going to come from the magic uh, in this and they game. They don't play and, with pace. Yeah. And I think that's the one concern I do have. But I mean, you just kind of take a look at what the Spurs are giving up on the road this season, especially in back to back situations. Um, so. Spurs, I, I do like the magic for the full game here. I think they they'll blow the um they'll blow the doors off of the uh Spurs here. But Spurs on back-to-back situations this season are giving up 126 points per game. And those games are on the road. They're three and one towards the over. They're giving up 133 and a half points per game. They gave up 152 to the Pacers, 121 to the Pelicans, 134 to the trailblazers and they gave up 127 to the wizards as well so i think this opportunity for yeah i don't like i think for the magic i think they'll be very efficient offensively i know they haven't been so over the last five games here but you always get that team that comes to town that kind of cures those those offensive woes and i think that for the magic they can take advantage of spurs defense here so that number is at 117 and a half for the uh, Orlando Magic. I, I I can see them walking into 120 here, even though they do play really slow. I think they can be very efficient offensively uh, and get whatever they want offensively here. So I think that may be part of it on why. But I do like the Magic here to roll in this game here. Um, player props you're looking at? It's tricky because I think Orlando could blow them out. So you might yeah. see an issue there. Wemby rebounds kind of feels like an autoplay at this point, just based on the minutes that he plays. It is a back-to-back, so I am wondering if he might get a little bit of a reduction there. But it seems like they've taken the training wheels fully off, and they're letting him play basically 30 minutes every game at this point. So Mm -hmm. I don't mind the actual rebounds for Wemby because somebody's got a rebound. Uh, So we'll see what happens. Wouldn't shock me if maybe Zach Collins got traded today just out of speculation for, by me. Uh, but I do think you're looking at Wemby potentially having a decent double-double. Uh, for Orlando, I think is going to have a pretty good game. Uh, once again, you can go with the usual suspects, but I am a bit concerned about the potential blowout factor. But I do think Wemby, blowout or not, is probably playing around 27, 30 minutes, give or take. So I'll take the Wemby rebounds. 
Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Wimby rebounds. We'll just see how many minutes he does play. Um, again, like we mentioned, that this could turn to blowouts for the or at least for the Orlando side. Um, if you want to look, maybe rebounds for like a Wendell Carter Jr. or Apollo Pancaro, something in that neighborhood. I think that is probably a good look as far as rebounds, or at least a big man for the Orlando Magic because the Spurs have struggled uh, against. Um, opposing big men. I think this might be an opportunity where Wendell Carter Jr. and or uh, Paulo Pancaro has a big night, uh, at least on the glass here for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Scott, anything else for this game? Uh, no. Uh, that's basically all I have for it. Also want to mention that the uh, Knicks, in addition to getting Burks, yeah. also got Boyan Bogdanovich, which is that's the pretty good main pickup. piece of that trade. Yeah, definitely a good pickup for the Knicks there. They need some scoring. He can't guard anybody, so it's going to be pretty funny watching him like mesh with this defense, but that bench unit's going to be a polar opposite of the starting lineup because that bench unit might not guard anybody if you have Brooks <laughs> and you have uh, Boyan in the same uh, starting five and the same uh, five there. But yeah, good for the Knicks. They needed some scoring, and they got what they needed. Yeah, I, I like that addition of Boyan for the Knicks so that gives them another bona fide uh, shooter. Um, all right, Scott, before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, um, let me tell everyone about the props contest right now happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, it's a $1,000 winner takes all in the prop contest. It's free to enter. Pick 58 props for Super Bowl 58. Enter today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the link in the SGPN app. And we're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. And it's a tons of fun social features that give it a feel of a betting social network. Cut even offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. You don't have to pay that extra VIG to the books. No, Cut uh, takes that away. You can create your own bets. Cut even handles the payments out of things, so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features includes group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. They also have a rewards program. Get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. And our partners at Cut are giving away $5,000 to the user who refers the most new depositors by the end of Super Bowl weekend. All you have to do is invite your friends to sign up for Cut via the Invite Friend button on your dashboard and have them deposit before Monday. The user with the most depositor referrals will get 5000 inside credit automatically added to their account next week. And remember, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And... Ross, we're brought to you by Game Time. Hey, maybe you want to get out to a ball game uh, for your basketball team, or you want to get out to the hockey game, uh, whatever the case might be. Or, you know, there's a music concert that's in your area, or a comedy show, or a theater show that's near you. Let Game Time take away the stress of having to buy those tickets. Uh, with killer deals on last minute tickets, their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets. And start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Uh, their app is so easy to use. They have great flash deals and last-minute tickets available. It's easy to find and buy tickets, like I mentioned, for every kind of event in your area. And the best part I love is that the, you actually get an image of your seat view before you actually buy the tickets, so you won't have any surprises when you actually get to that venue. There's always prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection as well. Get this. The game time guarantee means you'll get the best price 
If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two tips, and you're all set to go. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email box. Download the Game Time app or create an account and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Next game on the schedule here, we're going to go over to the game between the Dallas Mavericks and the New York Knicks, as we just talked about. The Dallas Mavericks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game um, on the road here in Madison Square Garden with a total of 228-and-a-half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start with the Mavericks here. Luka is probable, and so is Kyrie Irving. Uh, Derek Lively is out for this game and Dante Exum is also out for this game and Maxi Kleber is questionable for this game. So two guys that are probable, your main stars are more than likely to play uh, guys that are out Dante Exum and Derek Lively and Maxi Kleber is questionable here today for the New York Knicks. Uh, we know about Julius Randle uh, and Jericho Sims is questionable here with an illness. Also, Jalen Brunson has a questionable tag on himself as well, or not on himself, but designated. He suffered a right ankle sprain in the last game against Memphis, did leave the game and did not return. Uh, and also, OG Ananobi is going to be out for this game as well. So Ananobi's out. We know about Julius Randle out. And then two questionable tags for Jalen Brunson and Jericho Sims here. Uh, Scott, let's start with the side here. Minus three and a half in favor of the Mavericks. What are you thinking about this game? I don't really like going against the Knicks in general, especially at home, but I am going to point out they are missing a lot of guys. Uh, so yep. this does kind of tempt me to lean to Dallas. Dallas had a good win against the Nets. Not exactly that hard, but they won the game comfortably. I I think I am going to lean to Dallas. I, the problem is Dallas doesn't have any centers. Like I'm concerned they're going to get killed on the glass in this game. Hardenstein rebounds is the clear play uh, yeah. in this game. But uh, do I think Brunson's going to play against his former team? And that's what's tripping up us on this handicap, right? Like if if we know that Jalen Brunson is probably playing or is going to be playing, then I, I think I think both of us would probably be on the Knicks here. I don't know who's going to score if Brunson doesn't play. You're going to get yeah, Vincenzo 15, 20 shots. Like I, I just don't know where the offense is going to come from. I guess I'm going to lean to Dallas, but I can't play this. I, I got to wait, especially with Dallas having some trades. They got Gafford today. He's not going to play in this game, but the point is they might trade some other guys. The Knicks are in the middle of moving pieces, so their bench is also shot because you have no grind and you have no... Malachi Flynn's not any good, but the point is he's not going to play either. So the Knicks are down a lot. They're down a lot of guys, though. Like That's the problem. So I think I'm going to lean to Dallas. I just have too many injury and too many trade concerns for the sake of this game. For the Knicks, I'm going to lean to Dallas, but having said that, they might get destroyed on the glass. It might be a Hardenstein ladder game for boards, but mm-hmm. I think Luka and Kyrie carry the team to a win. Yeah, I think that you're right. That number one, it is a um, concern here for the Knicks about even having like guys available to play, right? I mean, even Fournier I know, got traded. They don't even yeah, have Fournier to play in this game. So you don't have Flynn. You don't have uh, Evan Fournier. Grimes. Grimes is out, so that's three guys off, off your bench. So we might see a situation where I don't remember what was it Robert Sacre, I think was his name. 
for the Lakers. This yeah. was, I don't know. Ball God, guy number 50. Yeah, yeah, and he was just laying on the bench because they had mm-hmm. absolutely nobody available to play. So yeah. that might that might be something here for the New York Knicks. But I think just like the spot right now, uh, I think you have to look towards Dallas's way. You're 100% correct about um, Isaiah Hardenstein rebounds here, even maybe Precious Achua rebounds, Josh Hart rebounds. So I think that for the Knicks, if they are going to be able to compete in this game, they're going to have to create those second chance opportunities. And they have those guys that can create or get those rebounds on the glass, like I mentioned, and create those second chance opportunities where they can, you know, stay within this number, even possibly win outright. So I'm leaning right now with Dallas because of the reasons that we did mention, but also the biggest question mark in this game, obviously, is Jalen Brunson. If I do see Jalen Brunson ruled in, um, I think I may switch over my pick to the New York Knicks. But as it stands right now with the questionable tag and like Scott mentioned with the trades and injuries, we're leaning or uh, yeah, we're both leaning towards Dallas here. Total sitting at 228 and a half here, Scott. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I I honestly don't really know. I think I'm going to lean under by default because the pace Dallas shouldn't play that fast and neither should the Knicks. So I think I'm just going to lean under in this game. I'm sure Thibodeau's thrilled at all the trades. He can use the starters for 45 minutes apiece and nobody's going to complain about it. So that might be the trade-off there for Tibbs where he's just going to play the starters 40 plus minutes apiece and they'll try to figure it out. But no, I think I'll lean under. It's mostly a lack of pace thing where I just expect both teams to drain a lot of shot clock time per possession and not many fast break chances. I'll lean under. Nothing strong though. Yeah, um, I think it's... It's tough to lock anything in right now because of potential moves, but that's just my guess. And you don't know Brunson's playing, so I think I have to lean under for now. If Brunson plays, I'm on the over. I don't trust this Dallas defense. It's fair. Um, They're like bottom five over the last five games, and I know that Sixers, like you mentioned, um, like they're having trouble scoring, right? Just because, again... Maxie's been, he had an illness the other night, and I think he had, what, um, 3,000 the first quarter against Dallas that kind of disrupted yeah. their rhythm, and after that, there's like just such a significant fall off, and I think it's something similar here for the for the Knicks as well, that if, again, if Brunson doesn't play, there's a significant fall off on who's going to score versus on the Dallas side, you have Kyrie, you have Luka, and I think that's more than enough Hard for the Dallas Mavericks team to score. Yeah, so I think if Jalen Brunson dead goes ruled in, I'll get on the over, but as of right now, I am on the under. So again, guys, take this game with a grain of salt right now because of the injury concerns um, and the lack of bodies, at least for the New York Knicks. Anything else? Uh, player props? I know you mentioned Hardenside rebounds. I don't see it listed yet, obviously, because we're waiting for all the you know guys to be ruled in and ruled out who's playing for the Knicks here, but anything else? Yeah, part of me likes Josh Green in this game. His points prop is at 10.5, which feels a bit low to me. I know you could argue with the amount of bodies and quality scoring options Dallas has. Green might not get many shots. Plays a lot of minutes, though. In the last 10 games, he's averaging 33 minutes a game, give or take. He's gone over this number in four straight, gone over this number in six of seven. Solid player in general, and I do think that he's in line for a pretty good game here. Uh, You're looking at his career against the Knicks. He faced off against them earlier this season and he had 18 points in the lone meeting so i think josh green to 10 and a half is a bit low i'll go with the over on him um yeah i, I do like the angle for josh green seems like he obviously starting to get a little bit more minutes here he showed he's a good player yeah um yeah i mean there's nothing much really listed i mean do i think Luca is going to have a big game in Madison Square Garden. Yes, but I mean that's just a yeah, it's just a square play there. I mean his 
His points total set at 33 and a half. I mean, that's that's pretty much the norm for. Of course, but, I like DiVincenzo props if Brunson's either yeah. in or out because he's going to get a massive amount of volume. So DiVincenzo yeah. doesn't have props listed either. So it's tough to actually give out player props in this game. It's mostly on Dallas. But yeah, I think DiVincenzo is going to keep chucking it. I don't mind DiVincenzo threes. Last game, he had, what, 32 points to DiVincenzo. Um, but again, that is just, crazy. yeah, volume. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's basically it. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the board, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are headed uh, here to Brooklyn to take on the Nets here. Currently, the Cavs are a six-point favorite in this game with a total of 225 and a half. Uh, we did see the Cavs play yesterday in the nation's capital, took care of business in that game. Didn't cover the game, but they did get the outright victory behind a 40-point effort from Mitchell, uh, sorry, from Donovan Mitchell. Um, and now they are headed to Barclays Center to take on the Nets. Um, currently looking at the injury report. Nothing yet submitted for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, where is Brooklyn? Uh, so Just DFS. blow up the team already, man. I've been waiting <laughs> for a year and a half. Just blow up the team. So DFS is out. Cameron Johnson is out. Dayron Sharp is out. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is out here as well. So a couple of depth pieces and I think a starter or two are going to be out for this game for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Jared Allen returns to his old stomping grounds, I guess we can say, uh, against his former team here. Scott, but let's start with the side here. Minus six in favor of the Cavs against your Nets. What are you thinking? So the Cavs screwed me last night. I had the minus ten and a half against Washington. They were covering the final minute, didn't get there. But, I mean, they've been so good. Like, they've, they, they've won, what, seven straight at this point? Like they've been, they've been the hottest team in the league because the Clippers yeah. lost last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knicks have been hot as well, but still, the Nets aren't good at basketball. Like I, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, they were fun earlier this season because they were being mispriced by the odds makers, but they just took time to fully crater, and they did. The Nets are going to trade half the team today. I got to assume they're going to now DFS. I don't know if I believe all of these rumors of, oh, the Nets were offered two first-round picks for Finney Smith. If you were offered yeah. two first-round picks and you didn't take it, you should throw Sean Marks out of the building physically. Yeah. You should toss him off the third story. Uh, but no, the point is Royce O'Neal's probably going to get traded. DFS might get traded. They can trade anybody. Claxons do a big contract during the offseason. Maybe he'll get traded. Like I, I can't take the Nets. If we're talking about teams that might be shorthanded, the Nets might be bad and shorthanded. So I'm going to lean to the Cavs here. I know they're on a back-to-back. Scheduling spot, not great, but still. The Nets should be missing a couple of pieces in this game. So I'm going to go with Cleveland anyway. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Cleveland has just been so good thus far this season. They're not getting talked about enough. Um, on the road, 15-8 and eight straight up, 12-10-1 and one, uh, against the spread are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um I think, this, like you mentioned, that this might be another game where you may have a lack of bodies if there are trades that transpire for the Brooklyn uh, Nets here. So they're already out, like with the guys that I mentioned on their injury report. But, I mean, somebody comes knocking on the door for Mikhail Bridges offering you four or five first-round picks. I mean, I've seen I'm those rumors as well. I'm convinced they're not trading Bridges at this point. I, I'm so in, I still feel like it's the sunken cost fallacy with them where they traded yeah. Durant away and he was the main piece back and if yeah. they admit that they're trading bridges away then they're just going to in their minds admit they lost the Durant trade yeah. I think bridges and Johnson are going to stay for a while they shouldn't okay. but I think they're going to in my opinion all right fair enough um 
The Nets as a home underdog this season are three and thirteen straight up. <laughs> that's, uh, that's so I'm not surprised, but that's so bad. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh three and thirteen straight up, six they are better against the spread, Scott. Let's give them some credit here. Okay. Six, eight, and two against the spread. Not too bad there. Um but I mean, like like you mentioned, like they have the hottest team coming into town here. They're playing some outstanding basketball. Cavs are healthy. Um, maybe Ovin Mobley sits in this game because it is a back-to-back situation. Um, and you probably want to just pivot to Jared Allen in this game. We'll talk about props here in a second. But caps for me here as well. Um, total, 225 and a half. Anything on that? I got nothing because the Nets can't score. And I don't know who's going to play in this game for the Nets. So... Yeah. Maybe Cavs team total over, but I I don't know. It's kind of funny because out of all the people that are might be missing for the Nets, one of the only active people, maybe Ben Simmons in this game. Is this is this where we're at? Uh, I don't I don't hey, know. Hey man, he's been pretty good since he's returned. I know it's been limited capacity, but he's like it was that first game he nearly had a triple double. It's the only game he's played. Oh, is he, played really? 18, <laughs> he played 18 minutes. Or, I'm trying to remember he played one game after that. He played like 18 minutes or so, and then they had a minute restriction for him, or they had an injury maintenance game. And it was like he played 15 minutes. Like, what the hell are we doing here? But, yeah, I think he might have played two games. He's been he's fine. played three games. Sorry, he's played three. Okay, it, yeah, whatever. Point is, the minutes are like 18, 14, and 20. The stat lines are fantastic for the record. It is. But, I mean, sure. Like, the Nets aren't a good team, and Cam Thomas has been really bad recently, but he's going to keep shooting. So maybe if you want to take his props, if you think the Nets keep it close, but I can't handle another Cam Thomas two for 18 game. I, I can't handle it. So Dimwitty better be off my Dimwitty better be off my team. Royce O'Neal should be off my team. Finney Smith should be off my team. The entire roster should be off my team. Like, admit your team sucks and move on, but they're not going to. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I got to take Ben Simmons' rebounds and assists in this game. It's at 12 minutes. If you think he's going to play 25 minutes, somebody's going to have to do stuff for this. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for a 7 against Dallas. I mean, yeah. Um, it's at 12 and a half right now, minus 150. So I'm looking for a 13 and a half for that. So maybe get either close to even odds or maybe even some plus odds. But the three games that he's played since he's returned, even in limited minutes, eight rebounds, 11 assists, nine rebounds, five assists, nine rebounds, seven assists. So if you want to just look at rebounds alone, I think that that might be worth a look. But I'm going to play Simmons here tonight uh, over 12 and a half. I'm going to look for a 13 and a half if I can find it to get uh, some better odds there. But Simmons has been that guy. Um, are you on Jared Allen props here tonight? Only if Mobley is not playing. Uh, okay. I've, I've really just a hard time of backing uh, the centers for Cleveland when you don't know how many minutes Mobley is going to play and if it's a blowout. And there's a couple of ways that this prop could go wrong. So I'm going to wait to see if Mobley plays or not. Uh, Mobley PRA, though, has been decent for me recently, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to touch it. I don't think it's worth anything for me right now. Yeah, they don't have uh, Mobley props listed right now, but they have all the other starters. So they're probably just waiting there because I'm more than likely thinking that because it, it is a back-to-back. He ends up sitting here tonight. Um, but Jared Allen rebounds is at 11 and a half. Uh, he's played in nine career games against the Knicks. He's been in double-digit rebounds in... The in or the Knicks? I'm sorry, the Nets. Uh, Jared okay. Allen's played in nine career games against the Nets, and he has double-digit rebounds in eight of those nine games. Um, so... It is, what was I say, 11 and a half was a number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that he does have a big night here on the boards here, especially if 
if Evan Mobley does sit in uh, sit tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott? No, I think we covered basically everything. I think All Mitchell right. has a big game, but falling the forty piece. Yeah, I mean, he I kills the Nets every time as yeah. a fan. So. All right, uh, before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here. Next game on the board here, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are headed to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Bucks currently sitting as a one point favorite in this game with a total of 226 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, let's start here with the road team. Really clean injury report. Only player on there is Jalen Clark. He is out as he recovers from a right Achilles tendon rupture for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Brooke Lopez is, so let me start with the guys that are out and that is going to be only Chris Middleton. He suffered a left ankle sprain in the last game against the Phoenix suns and questionable tag on Damian Lillard. He also have the left, uh, left ankle sprain. So two guys that are, so one guy that's questionable in Dame with a, a ankle injury and Chris Lopez, Chris Lopez, Chris Middleton is officially out. And the guys that are probable, Giannis, Jay Crowder, Brooke Lopez, and Campaign. So four guys that are probable, one guy that's out for sure, and Dame is questionable here. So uh, keep that in mind here. Scott, you have faith in the Bucks to win this game against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the Doc uh, Rivers era? It's two teams that I can't stand. So this is an interesting <laughs> spot because I've called Minnesota a fraud for a month and they've lived up to that billing. And the Bucks have been a joke since uh, Doc took over. So uh, I guess I'm going to lean. Uh, I guess I'm going to lean to Milwaukee at home, but I don't feel great about it at all. No chance I bet this game. Zero. These teams I, I can't trust. Maybe I'll watch from a distance, but I'm going to lean Milwaukee at home. I just think they have more scoring. I don't trust the Timberwolves late in games. I don't really trust Milwaukee late in games either. They got outscored by 20 and changed by Utah the other night, but still in the fourth quarter. I'm going to lean Milwaukee at home. I don't have anything else to add. I can't stand both these teams. Yeah, I can't either. Um, luckily, the one game that I did bet the Bucks, which was against Dallas, and they we talked about it. They got to the window some way, somehow, after trailing by 20-plus in that game. But I just don't think I can get there with the Bucks here yet. I just need to see them figure it out. Um, and again, with the plethora of injuries that we just talked about, I mean, I know guys that are probable here, but with Dame questionable and with Chris Middleton out, is I mean, I think that for Giannis, he may have a difficult time getting to the basket because now you are dealing with Rudy Gobert um, anchoring the uh, rim protection for this Minnesota team. But Minnesota's been a team that I want to back at home, but on the road this season, they are 16-11 straight up, 12-15 and 15 against the spread. It's been opposite for them at home. And again, for the Bucs, I, I, again, 
Doc Rivers, I just don't get it. I really don't. But I'll I'll lean with the Bucks. It's funny we though. Talk about it's funny. Game. I appreciate the comedy associated oh. with the move. There has to be some type of documentary that comes out when he does officially retire and he himself is confused on why these teams keep on hiring him because he's only won one title back in 2008. Is it is it um, too easy to name the title of that a documentary all caps on the doc? Is that too easy? Is that too easy or is that clever? I can't tell. That's pretty clever there, Scott. I'll give you that one. That's we'll pretty see. clever. Um, do you have any thoughts on the total? 226 and a half? Uh, once again, I got I got nothing. Any I, I got pops? nothing in this game. No, I'm good. All right, let's get into the next game on the board here. Chicago Bulls. They are traveling to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies here. Currently, as the Sands of Bulls are a six point favorite with a total of two sixteen and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams here to start here with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Bulls are going to be without, uh, obviously, Lonzo Ball. Zach Levine is done for the year. Uh, and Patrick Williams continues to be out as well. Questionable tag on Torrey Craig. And three guys are probable. Alex Caruso, um, Dallin Terry, and Kobe White are probable here tonight. For the Memphis Grizzlies, these they, they're the new uh, Miami Heat. So I'm going to just go to a website here, Scott, and see what their projected starting lineup is instead of me naming out all the guys that are going to be out uh, for this game. So bear with me for a second here as I pull it up. All right. So for the Grizzlies, the expected starting lineup here tonight is going to be Jacob Gilliard, Vince Williams Jr., John Conchar, Santi Aldama, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is a game-time decision. Along with that, Derek Rose is a game-time decision, and Zyra Williams is a game-time decision as well. Um Minus six for the Bulls here, Scott. What are you thinking? Yeah, so Jaron Jackson might end up playing in this game. We'll see what happens, but I can't back Memphis. They're missing too many guys. The Bulls, I criticized Toronto before for having no direction. I completely disagree with the direction the Bulls are headed, but at least they have a direction. They're trying. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, they're trying to get to the play-in. Why? I don't know. But the point is they are going for something, so they're probably not going to trade anybody. So with that being the case, their healthy roster is better than Memphis's current roster by a wide margin. Yep. So I'm going to lean Chicago. Yes, they're a bad road team. Yes, I don't like laying points with this team. But I do think in this spot, Memphis, they play really hard. They're not very talented. That's pretty much it for me. I'm going to lean to Chicago in this spot. I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about, like with the Sixers and with the Knicks, at least for tonight, is that do they have enough scoring? Uh, um, to keep, I don't want to say keep up with the Bulls, but what the Bulls can do offensively, and they have guys that can put the ball inside the basket. Where with the Grizzlies right now, it's like, like who? I, I think that one consistent score for them has been Wince William, uh, Wince William, uh, Wince Vince Williams Jr. Um, more than that, after that, it's kind of trying to figure out it's a crapshoot. Like who's going to be that second guy that kind of steps up and provides that scoring power? I know they scored 113 against the Knicks, but that was like in the fourth quarter where a lot of those points came for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and they backdoored that cover there. But, um, yeah, I'll lean with the Bulls here as well. I don't love it. Like you mentioned, don't like laying points with the Bulls, especially on the road here. But with this Grizzlies team, they are just absolutely decimated by injuries right now. Any thoughts on the total? 
I think I'm just going to lean under because Memphis might not reach 100 in this game. But I, once again, it's tough to tell with the potential moves. We saw Tillman got traded yesterday yeah. to yeah. the Celtics. I'm assuming the Grizzlies are not done. If anybody else is alive to trade, they're probably going to trade them. So we'll see what happens. But they might be selling off more guys. So I'm going to lean to Chicago in the under. But I'm not sure who Memphis even has to suit up for this game. I mean, maybe even Chicago trade some guys here. We don't know. Again, I think this this is a day where you probably want to wait up until at least after the trade deadline before you put in some bets here for some of these teams that you know could possibly make uh, make some moves here. So I think that definitely have to keep that in mind here. Um, player props, anything you're looking at? Um, I might be tempted by Scottie Pippen Jr. again uh, for his points because somebody's gonna have to shoot the ball in this team. Vince mm-hmm. Williams, once again, somebody's going to have to score, so I don't mind uh, taking whoever's left on this roster. Kobe White's been good. I will go back to that. The rebound should be incredible for Chicago, but I kind of hope it's not going to happen, but I kind of hope they go back to the Twin Towers lineup they used against Minnesota, where they just have Drummond and Vucevic on the court at the same time, and they just win the rebounding battle by 20. Like I'm kind of hoping they just do it. They're not going to, but I hope they do. Give me the rebounds for Vucevic if he starts. I just think Memphis can't rebound the ball. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Vucevic rebounds in this game here as well. Um, the number for that is 11 and a half here tonight for Vucevic. That is <clears throat> a player prop that uh wanted to mention here. Let's quickly have to see how he's done against the Grizzlies uh, in his career. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Okay, I'll try to find that because it's not letting me do it right now. But um, I'll look at Vince Williams Jr. Like I mentioned, he's been the one consistent scorer. Don't see it, <clears throat> excuse me, listed just yet. I only see Chicago Bulls players because, again, like we mentioned about the injuries that the Grizzlies have right now. But, um, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, that's basically it. All right, let's keep it rolling here um, for the next game here, Scott. Um Let's go over to the Detroit Pistons. They are headed up to Portland to take on the Blazers here after their upset victory last night against the Sacramento Kings. Blazers currently sitting as a five and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 228. Um, let me look, let me look at the updated number because this line may have changed after the trade transpired. Um for the Pistons. So, so that number is now up to six and a half in favor of the Blazers, and the total is now at 225. So let me adjust this banner before we actually get into the game here. So six and a half for the Blazers, and 225 is a total. The updated number after the trades here. So injury report for the Pistons, not yet when submitted because they did play last night, but no Boyan Bogdanovich and no Alec Burks. For the Portland Trailblazers, Guys that are out, um, Shaden Sharp is out, and Moses Brown is out. <clears throat> Questionable tags for DeAndre Ayton and Scoot Henderson, and probable for Jabari Walker and Jeremy Grant in this game. Um, Scott, let's start with a side here, minus 6.5 in favor of the Blazers hosting the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. It kind of sums it up. Uh, both teams are bad and injured or shorthanded. So this is going to be even worse than you thought it could possibly be. Uh, so for this game, I understand why money's coming on the Blazers because Pistons are going to be shorthanded. They're on a back-to-back with travel. I get all that. 
Do I really want to lay six and a half with a team that might be missing a couple of of their main guys? I guess since Simons is still active and Grant's probably going to play, I guess I'm leaning to Portland. I guess like I Gallinari is ugly. I know, like I don't know what you want from me, Gallinari. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to go with Portland. I I'm not betting this game, but I'll lean that way. You got anything? Uh so. <clears throat> Excuse me. The projected starting lineup then for the Pistons is going to be K, Jaden Ivey, Sir Thompson, Gallinari, and J- uh, Jalen Duran. Um, I think it could be a Duran game. I think he could have a great night on the rebounds here. Yeah, Duran's in line for a good game. Maybe yeah. Ivey can do what he did last night, have a big game there. But Aiton's questionable. You said Moses Brown's out, so I don't know who yeah. the centers are left for. They got uh, Duop Reef. If you want to go for some like bench step up spots, maybe. But yeah, I mean the main player props probably just going to be rebounds for Durant. If I had to pick one, Um, I'll lean with the Pistons here. I don't think I'm going to lay here with the Blazers, even without the bodies available for this Pistons team. Which kind of just tells me this is probably a good game to bet on Pistons player props because they don't have a choice but to play here tonight because of the trades that transpired and those guys that they traded for aren't going to be, you know, obviously ready to play here tonight either. So, um, I have to ask, yeah, go I, ahead. Say, I have to ask, is Killian Hayes the new sixth or seventh man on this team? Cause they just don't have any bodies <laughs> left. He went from DNPs to being like a main guy off the bench now, which is a problem. <laughs> I like Sasser threes. Sasser's a Sasser has been good recently. So oh, I do yeah. think that his volume might increase. So I don't mind that, but damn, man, you might get Killian Hayes minutes. <laughs> Killian <laughs> Hayes happen. had his highlight last night where he hit the buzzer beating three pointer uh, going into the half. He played 28 minutes last night. He did have nine assists. Scott last night, almost had a tri- uh, not a triple, a double double last night. He had eight points and nine assists for the um, for the Pistons. Cade did not play, so I'm, I'm assuming Cade maybe plays tonight because they were on the on the front yeah. of a back to back yesterday, um, and they already had McDonald's that didn't play yesterday, so maybe that trade was already in the in the works here because he was diagnosed with the left calf uh, injury yesterday. But yeah, I'll lean here with the Pistons here plus the six and a half. Like during rebounds, he had 15 last night. He's just been an absolute monster on the boards for the uh, Detroit Pistons here. Let me see what his rebounds here are tonight. I don't think they're listed just yet. And they only have two players listed for Blazers. But you have anything else for this game? No, uh, should be ugly in a beautiful way. That's all I got. I forgot to mention, it's your favorite player's birthday today here, Scott. It's Killian Hayes' birthday? You want to... No, your other favorite player. <laughs> uh, my other favorite player. Um, I'm actually at a loss here. I I don't like many players in, on, on it's, either. Uh, I'm, I'm being uh, kind of... Uh, it's Clay no, Thompson's birthday I know, birthday that, I know today. that there's a bit here. I'm trying to think of who you're thinking of. Clay Thompson's birthday today, Scott. Oh, he, well, he might get traded so on his birthday. <laughs> so, so I don't know if that matters. He might get a... I don't know if we've seen a birthday trade game before, but he might not oh, play. God. So we'll see Could what happens. Could you just imagine? Could you I mean, just imagine? He's been rumored to be traded. traded for the last couple of weeks, so we'll see what happens. But <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, all right. Uh, let's well, keep it rolling. Game yesterday, so he might he might end yeah. up getting a trade. Yeah, two games left here. Maybe uh, the more intriguing matchups of the night here. Let's get to it. The Utah Jazz, they are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Suns currently sitting as a six and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 243 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report here, like, let me start here with the Phoenix Suns because that's the easier one, uh, especially with all the trades that Utah did have. We'll see which bodies they have available. But Phoenix Suns, uh, Bradley Beal is questionable here tonight with a right ankle sprain, and Damian Lee continues to be out. Um, for the Utah Jazz, the projected starting lineup is going to be, let's see here. So Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox, Laurie Markin, and John Collins. And then um, obviously with the guys that they traded with, Ochi Abachi, um, Kelly Olenek, uh Simon Fitochi. I'm probably butchering that name. Um, so they might be uh or they will be without some of their depth pieces here tonight going into Fon- Phoenix. Fontecchio. Fontecchio. I don't know why I said F- no, there was another I like that little, you said. No, there was a little guard that was on the Denver Nuggets either last season or season prior. And I was watching a Euroleague game and I recognized him. I've com- his name Composo? is completely going. Yeah, Compazzo. Yeah, that's what it was. But that has nothing to do with what I was trying to say. Guys, some but... crazy passes in Euroleague at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, all right, Scott, six and a half. Phoenix, what do you think? Uh, Phoenix has been better recently. Uh, they're not exactly great defensively. Neither is Utah. So you can argue that's going to kind of result in a high scoring game here. Utah traded away Olinick, but he wasn't a starter anyway. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But. I think it's a pretty interesting game uh, just based on the injuries and based on the trades that we might end up hearing from Utah over the next couple hours. Phoenix, I don't think they can make a move because their salary is tied up to three guys. Like They don't have any flexibility at all. So I just think Phoenix is stuck with what they have. I'm probably going to lean to Phoenix here. Uh, Utah, I know, is a team that we like, but they're really bad on the road. Uh, 9-19 straight up on the road. The three games have been competitive this season, or two of the three have been competitive, but the Suns are 3-0, and so I am going to lean to Phoenix. It just seems that they have this Utah's team's number, and now Utah's a little bit shorthanded. I'll lean to Phoenix to get the job done. Yeah, I think that... I think my favorite play here is probably the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Suns team total over in this game. Um, Jazz have just been absolutely atrocious. On the defense side of the basketball, over the last five games, Utah Jazz dead last in defensive efficiency uh, with a net rating of minus 6.6. So they're doing well offensively, but they've been even worse on the defensive side. And now you're going up against Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, um, possibly no Bradley Beal here tonight, but I don't think they'll even need him. I just think it'll be big games here from Kevin Durant. And even like some of the depth pieces have been actually knocking down shots for this Phoenix Suns team. So it seems like they're they're starting to figure it out over there in Phoenix, um, you know, with the big three there. So um, I'm with Phoenix here, minus a six and a half. I like their team total to go over in this game here as well. Do you have any thoughts on the total or anything you want to add to that? And then you want to take some over to any player props you're looking at? I'll lean over, but once again, nothing extreme that I like in this game. I think that you're, for player props, it's interesting because they kind of alternate between double teaming Durant and whether they should or not. So mm-hmm. I don't mind Durant assists in this game, which I remember okay. I gave out in the last meeting, and he had a double-double with assists. I'll go back to it on this one. They like to double-team Durant all the time uh, when he plays against them, so I think that they're going to be forcing the ball out of his hands. I like Draymond assists. I mean, not Draymond. I like uh, Durant assists in this game. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to see what Durant has done. I don't. They don't have Devin Booker props listed for whatever reason. But I know Durant historically is a sister fantastic against Utah. Yeah, let's see here. So, all right. Um, golly. All right. So since he's joined the the Phoenix Suns, three matchups against the Utah Jazz: seven assists, nine assists, and ten assists. And if you want to go back even to the one game he played with the Brooklyn Nets uh, against the Utah Jazz, he had eight assists in that game. So that's a really good call uh, for Kevin Durant here tonight. Um, don't see Booker props listed for whatever reason. So I think that if, if they're going to double team uh, Kevin Durant here, then you probably want to pivot to um, Booker points here tonight. Bradley be like, like I mentioned, his prop is listed, but he's officially questionable here tonight with that right ankle sprain. Um, maybe Nurk rebounds as well. Uh, he's been pretty good on the boards for the, the Phoenix Suns here. So uh, if you want to look at that, um, trying to pull up his numbers over the last five games, he's averaging 10.2 rebounds. He's had double-digit rebounds in three of the last four games. The one game he did was against the Atlanta Hawks. He played 23 minutes in that game, ended up with nine rebounds. Um, so if you want to entertain maybe even a double-double uh, for Nurk here tonight, his number for rebounds right now sitting at 10.5. Uh, so I do like the over on uh, Nurk rebounds here. Anything else for this game, Scott? No, uh, future games, though, I am going to look to Kessler blocks. Uh, he's been good recently. Phoenix, not exactly a great team to get blocks against because they shoot the ball so often from the perimeter or from mid-range. But with Olenek being traded now, you might get more minutes for Kessler. So keep an eye out for blocks in the future. All right. Last game on the board, uh, possibly the game of the night. The Denver Nuggets, they are headed to L.A. to take on the Lakers. Currently, as it stands, the Denver Nuggets are a three and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 230 and a half is the updated number. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, let me start with the road team here. So KCP is questionable here tonight. He has right hamstring tightness. He did leave the last game for the Denver Nuggets with a hamstring injury. So he's officially questionable here tonight for the LA Lakers. Pretty standard injury report. Both Anthony Davis and LeBron are questionable. Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt continue to be out uh, for the Lakers here. So, Scott, let's start with the side here. Denver minus three and a half in L.A. tonight to take on the Lakers. Yeah, I'm going to leave the Lakers uh, in this game. I want to wait to see if there's any trades that the Lakers make or not. But Denver, not a great road team. I do think KCP not playing is actually a big deal because he's their best perimeter defender by a decent margin. And I do think that the Lakers at home... Maybe it's a nice game for the players remaining on the roster to have a sigh of relief that they're still on the damn team. So maybe they play a bit freer without having to worry about the trade deadline speculation over their heads. So maybe it's a decent spot mentally for the Lakers. But the line's short. I think they're going to show up for this game. We'll see if D'Lo's on the team. We'll see if, uh, you know, once again, maybe DeJounte gets moved there. We'll see what happens. But I do think that Denver is a short favorite for a reason. It feels like they're daring you to take Denver. And that's been the case all season long. And Denver has kind of underachieved on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to link to the Lakers here. I think that it's a spot for them to show up against the defending champions to avenge their sweep. I don't believe in that. But, you know, some people make that argument because you'd mm-hmm. rather win the playoff series than a regular random, a regular season game in, you know, the middle of February. But I think the Lakers show up for this game, and I think they're going to win. So I'll take the Lakers money one. 
Yeah, the you mentioned the Denver Nuggets have struggled mightily uh, on the road this season. They are 14 and 12 straight up, but they're just 9, 16 and 1 against the spread, only covering 36% of their road games thus far this season. And Lakers, you know, they have had two days off here. They played on Monday uh, against the Hornets, did get the victory there, did not cover the number, but uh, they were traveling back after a very long road trip for themselves as well, and they had two days off to kind of you know get their affairs in order and whatever the case might be and and they've been really good at home uh this season 17 and 8 straight up at home 12 and 13 against the spread but they are in the underdog role here um so i do like the uh lakers in this game here with you as well probably be the dog of the day here for me but lakers plus three and a half put uh money down on that money line here as well for the lakers here so and like you mentioned i think that for them getting swept, I think that's maybe leaves a sour taste in the mouth of some of the guys that were on this roster for the uh, Lakers last season in the playoffs. Um, another birthday in this game here, Scott. We have Ruby Achimura's uh, birthday here um, for the Lakers here today. So want to throw that out there as well. Total is sitting at 230.5. Has climbed just a tick here. Any thoughts on the total? I... It's it's really a tough call because I do think if the Lakers win this game, that benefits the under or the over, in your opinion? I think if Lakers win this game, it benefits the under. That's kind of what I think, so I think I'm leaning under. Yeah, uh, and Lakers have been a team that's been cashing towards the under at home this season. Um, trying to pull up those numbers here. So they're 15 and 10 towards the under, 60% to the under uh, thus far this season. And... Uh, let me just take a look. I think head-to-head against the uh, Nuggets here. I'm trying to pull that up here. Let me see. Uh, this is the first matchup this season, but going back to, like, let's say 2021, yeah, not much there. Six and five, uh, slightly towards the over there. But, yeah, um, Lakers, for whatever reason, they end up playing defense at home, and for whatever reason, they don't do that uh, on the road. So I'll stick with the Lakers and the under here. Um, player props, what are you looking at? Uh, Jamal Murray, I do like the overs for him. Last time I checked, the Lakers are a good team, so Jamal might actually show up tonight, so I'm going to take his overs. I think he's in line for a good game. Jokic's triple-double might be worth a look. I'm kind of curious how the Lakers are going to defend him because a lot of teams have had success letting Jokic score and trying to stop his facilitating, but you have Anthony Davis, so do you just prevent him from getting to the rim and you're just going to let him get a bunch of assists? I'm going to lean to the latter. I think they're going to let Jokic have a very small amount of points. Might have a triple-double with like 18 points or something, but I do think triple-double is worth consideration for Jokic in this game. Um, Jokic has put up back-to-back triple-doubles against the Lakers. They did play earlier this season back on October 24th where the Denver Nuggets won that game. In Denver, 119-107. That was the first game of the regular season. Just Jokic to ask, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you said a triple doubles. What were the point totals for Jokic in those games? So the last two, uh, this dates back to last season, January 9th, 14, 11, and 16. And then he did have 29 in that opening okay. night matchup uh, against the Lakers. But just make sure that Anthony Davis. Yeah, he did play in that game. Um, he so he better have played. It was, it was the first game of the season. He better yeah. have played in that game. Um, what's Jokic's point total right now? I'm probably guessing it's around 25 and a half. In fact, I'll make a check guess. right now. 
um, because he's kind of been around this number, or at least average-wise. Um, 31, 23, 25, 14, and then 29 is the last five games head-to-head against the Lakers for Jokic. He is at, sorry, just pulling it up, um, 27 and a half. Okay. Mm, feels a little high to me. What's Murray at? Uh, Murray is, sorry, let me just pull this up. Uh, Jamal Murray points tonight is set at 24 and a half. I think I'd probably get there with Murray. Um, yeah. You have anything else for the Lakers side or any other player props? No, I am wondering though, who's going to capitalize the most since KCP might not be playing tonight defensively. So Brown. Well, Brown's going to capitalize a lot for the Nuggets. I'm saying on behalf of the Lakers, because defensively, he's their best perimeter defender. He wouldn't get a sign of LeBron. It's probably going to be Aaron Gordon. So, Reeves, D'Lo, who who would be matched up on? Who would KCB get? I think it would be a D'Lo. I don't mind a D'Lo game if if he's still on the roster. So Yeah. Um, We've mentioned that. I think that the, the tune changed when D'Lo just absolutely started looking like Steph Curry out there for that stretch where his name was in trade rumors. Um, but he has, I mean, he's got, he was five of 12 against the Hornets from three point line. He had 28 points in that game. Um, yeah. Maybe if you want to look at D'Lo, either three point prop or he's just his point overall. I think that that's definitely worth a look here tonight for the Lakers. Um, anything else for this game, Scott? No, then we covered everything. All right, uh, that was the last game of the schedule here for tonight. Let's get over to our lock and dog for the schedule here tonight, and then we'll put together our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight. You want to lead us off? Uh, Yeah, so for my lock, I think I am going to go back to that Nets game. I'm going to do it. It's a fun bit, but I do like the play anyway. Give me Ben Simmons over 12.5 RA. Definitely not taking points. Give me the RA at 12.5 at about minus 135. Simply put, he's been very good, historically speaking, against the Cavs going through the last couple of games against them. 19, 17, 18, 15. Uh, So he's gone over that. He's played less than 25 minutes in two of those three games, by the way. Uh, two of those uh, last three, and he still went over. But 12.5 is too low, especially with the Nets probably trading away half the supporting cast uh, in the next couple hours. So this line might move. Give me Simmons uh, over 12.5 RA in the spot because he's one of the only bodies left on the team. Uh, For my dog, though, I am going to go to Durant. I'm going to take Durant over 6.5 assists at plus 135. I mentioned the numbers uh, against the Jazz in the past. They double-team him all the time. And as a result, his assist numbers are really good against Utah. Five and a half's been good. Six and a half's been good. But I am going to take six and a half here as my dog. I just think it's a good spot. Plus 135 is a good price. Let's tag it. All right. I'm glad you threw the Simmons out there as your lock because I really do like that play here as well. That's already on my card here. So I coast on that with you. Um, all right. For my lock, um, I think it's the Warriors here tonight, man. I think it's a stretch too many points here. I'll take the plus six. For the Golden State Warriors here uh, against the Indiana Pacers. Warriors, again, frankly, put like we mentioned it, they've, or at least Kerr has kind of figured out these rotations and they're starting to excel here. Um, I think they have a good night on the rebounding front as well. Uh, 
multiple guys that can rebound the basketball for the Golden State Warriors team, the Kevon Looney's of the world, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, uh, and even the younger guys coming off of the bench have have been playing really well for this Warriors team as well. So I'm taking the Warriors. I'm going to ride the hot hand here. Give me the plus six for the Warriors as my lock. For my dog, um, give me the Lakers here tonight, plus 136 on the money line. I think it's a good spot here. They've had two days off in between coming back from their road trip. If this was one day in between games, I would probably not be on the Lakers, but I think that having that extra day off in between that these uh, this uh, game and their road trip wrapping up in Charlotte, I think that that's pretty big here. And again, for Denver, um, if KCP, like we mentioned, does not play, I think that's only going to you know make the defense worse. I think they're going to be up for this game. Um, maybe revenge on the mind from going back to last season in the playoffs earlier this season as well in the first game. Do expect the Lakers to come out and play well here tonight. So I'll take the Lakers on the money line plus 136 right now, currently over at our with our friends over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Scott, let's put together our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight. Again, um, shout out to Tyler. I know you guys mentioned it yesterday as well um, for signing up with our code uh, NBA SGPN. He got himself uh, up to a hundred dollar bonus using our code NBA SGPN. We had also had somebody else who signed up as well. Um, not sure who that was, but if you were that second person that's uh, signed up, you know, tweet at us. We'll give you a shout out as well for sure on the pod. So appreciate you guys supporting the uh, podcast here again. Underdogfancy.com. Make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN. All right, Scott, uh, let's start here with our underdog fantasy entry. I think since both you and I agree about Ben Simmons here tonight, we'll throw him in there. The number's at 13 for his rebounds and assists. You okay with that? Yeah, I still like it. All right. Um, where else do we want to go for tonight? Um, Durin rebounds, if that's available. Is that an yeah, option? But, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, they do have it. Um, his rebounds are at 12 and a half. Sure. Yeah, I I'm think he walks he into like, yeah, yeah, I think he walks into 14 or 15 here tonight. All right, so we'll take the higher on that. Uh, let's throw out one more here for tonight. I have to ask, do they have Hardenstein? Probably not, but I have to ask. No Hardenstein yet. Okay. That was worth which, asking. Which is funny because they have Brunson listed. Okay. Well, it makes sense Brunson listed because if he doesn't play, then it's just voided anyway. So Yeah. Um. I wouldn't throw out Allen, but we're not sure if Evan Mobley plays here tonight. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you want to run back Durant the sis. I don't know if you just want to tail both oh, of yeah. plays, but just yeah, let's just do that. To- Five and a half. Yeah. All right. Love it. It's mostly a matchup thing. Utah defends him a specific way, and that benefits Durant assists. Yeah, I'm with it. All right. So our entry here for tonight is going to be Ben Simmons rebounds and assists higher thirteen. Jalen Duran. 12 and a half rebounds will go higher on that. And then Kevin Durant, five and a half assists will go higher on that. That $20 entry will get you a return of $120 currently uh, over on draft. So draft get on, on underdogfantasy.com. Make sure you use that promo code NBASGPN and you'll get that first deposit bonus of up to $100. If you already have an account, you know, grab your wife's phone, maybe your, um, your, your significant other, your, siblings your child if they are of legal age uh grandma grandpa where the case might be do us a favor support the show uh nba sgp and scott that's gonna wrap it up my friend for this edition of the nba gambling podcast the trades are trickling down uh as we speak uh so hopefully maybe there's something significant maybe do something like uh, you guys can 
cover it tomorrow. Maybe we could do something live tonight. We'll see what, what transpires on this trade deadline. But at least for NBA fans, one of the more exciting days of the year. But all of our eyes will be glued either to the TV or to our phones uh, waiting for these trades to come down here. But anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, I hope I get a lot of notifications involving the Nets over the next couple hours, <laughs> uh, trading away some pieces. But yeah, go Ben Simmons tonight. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there we go. All right, make sure to follow Scott on uh, X. That's at Rice Show Radio. You can follow me there as well at SportsNerd824. Appreciate everybody that has subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we crossed 2,000. And then also our Twitter, our slash X account, whatever you may want to call it, just hit 2,000 followers there as well. So uh, appreciate everybody that supports the chat here. Uh, sorry, supports the uh, podcast here. Appreciate everybody in the chat, uh, the usual suspects every day in there. Throwing out their plays, uh, making making the episodes uh, a lot of fun and interacting with you guys as well. So appreciate everybody. Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow, same time, same place for the Friday games. Uh, till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it.